welcome to the Wadfam Jackpot. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, we're here this week to talk about the Green Ring Conspiracy Part 9. That we are. It's episode 687. Um, we're still going. Yes, I... The more that... The farther... The farther we get into the Green Ring Conspiracy, the more I am curious as to what the plot post this album is going to be like, (laughs) because I have no clue. (laughs) And this episode is a very, uh, I mean, it's a big one. I I agree. I'm very excited to talk about this episode. Yeah, me too. Uh, Do we have any cast updates? Um, Just a minor one. Which is that uh, the character of Mr. Dosh mm-hmm. is voiced by Phil Lawler. Classic. Um, who hasn't been on an episode in uh, over 200 episodes at this point. His previous one was a BTV okay. um, that aired in... Oh, gosh. Yeah, his last one was a BTV episode that aired in 2001. Wow. So it had been 10, ten years since he'd been... Uh, at least a voice on an episode. Interesting. Would three two one penguins would have been in between there, right? Correct. Yeah. Th- three two one penguins happened like during Novacom, I believe. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's crazy. Considering how deeply and it seems to be centrally involved he is with the plot of Greater Odyssey now, I am very surprised that he took such a long gap in kind of recent history in regards to the show yeah no i mean that that's totally fair like granted listening to this in 2021 he's been working on the show for 10 years since yeah but like i mean he didn't from that like from 2001 i guess until um and until like the adventures in odyssey club began Mm -hmm. he didn't direct an episode when did the club begin? Uh, like 2014. But yeah, he had he had a good like yeah ten years where he was basically uninvolved in the show, and then yeah came <laughs> back with a vengeance, <laughs> a fiery vengeance. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. His first his first writing credit was January first, twenty fifteen, after. Having been gone since 2001. Yep. Four. But he does appear as a voice in this episode. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Do we have a promo? You know what, Andrew? Just for you. For me? We do have a promo. Oh, yay. On the next adventure in Odyssey, the appearance of Wit's son brings hope. I have to confess, Jason, I couldn't be more surprised. But for Eugene... Peter has found the password for the Appleberry. And Katrina... I'm here to make a citizen's arrest. Things are going from bad to worse. He's gone! Stop him! Catch the action on the next adventure in Odyssey. man mm-hmm. this is you know odyssey almost held off long enough like just making cassette tapes for it to be cool to still make cassette tapes like they almost wow. made it you're right <laughs> if they could have held out for like another six years i feel like i don't know i mean well when did they stop making them 
Uh, I they Ooh. definitely didn't make any past album fifty. Yeah, I don't know if they made them that far, or not. Well, it's not important. Anywho, cassette tapes are kind of cool now. I guess I don't know. I'm not a personally not a huge fan. Difficult. I'll I'll stick to my digital media or vinyl. This episode begins if we're clear to 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 begin. I don't um, know. Any other thoughts on the promo? <laughs> It promotes something. Uh, Probably Adventures in Odyssey. Maybe this episode? We don't know. Wit and Jason. It's just, sorry. It's, it's just weird to me, and I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The promoting Jason in the promo is weird. Yeah. I know we established it last episode, but it does still feel like a spoiler. Yeah. And it's not even like they're like, oh, Jason's the stiletto in this promo. But, like, I don't know. It just, it feels off. Yeah, well, and that Jason's involved in not a super clear way. Anyways, I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's a bad, bad promo take. Anywho, that's what I'm here for. Uh, Wit and Jason uh, are talking about the fact that Monty's in the hospital. Um, you know, this is picking up right where last episode left off where it was revealed that um jason was the stiletto take off that mask ba, ba, ba. Oh, can't shave this beard but i can take off the hat and sunglasses that is clearly not suspicious at all um never but yeah jason is uh jason explains that he hijacked monty before tanner got there and took him to the hospital so he's being taken care of by dr graham um and he is very much expecting things to go poorly from here on out which is ominous and i'm not gonna lie listening through it uh you know the first time for this episode i didn't really agree with him i didn't understand it and then by the end of the episode i was like oh no no things are do seem to be going wrong or something of the like yes Uh, and i don't really remember how it all finishes out do you? Do you really? Uh, bits and pieces, um, but no. Yeah. Like, there are parts of this episode that I definitely remember, um, like lines and things like that, but as far as major plot points of the next three episodes and the conclusion of this, I'd, I mean, as we said, I have no clue about what happens after this. I'm, I'm pretty much in the dark. Uh, so, this should be interesting. Oh, for sure. What, I mean, anything else on that scene? No, <laughs> I mean, okay. was, it's a pretty short scene. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's brief. And then we have more later. Mm-hmm. But first, we jump to Buck confronting Matthew in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew's like, oh, if it's your phone, you put in your, your passcode. And then, you know, Buck's like, oh, I forget what mine is, as embarrassing as that is. And then Eugene's phone finds the password. Mm-hmm. Right on time perfectly coordinated and then and then we leave the scene yep <laughs> just in time for the lawnmower to show up the what now i didn't hear anything did you do you have a bucket on your head <laughs> no certainly not uh yeah so anyway we jump uh we jump back to jason and wit um, yeah we we find out that 10 years ago they took the stiletto into cust mm-hmm. into custody and cut him a deal where they basically dead pirate roberts tim yeah um love it so that it, i i think that's the implication at least that different agents have taken this role mm-hmm. over the years mm. because otherwise like there's no way jason's been running this for 10 years 10 years ago was no yeah yeah <laughs> 
unless the stiletto is the chairman and it's just been behind it the whole time. Now, that's a fanfic there. Somebody want to write that up? Yeah. I will read it. All right. Not necessarily on the air, but I, I am interested in that. If anybody could headcanon some cool ideas together, that'd be fun. Um, Fair enough. So so we find out that, yeah, so that he, he's the stiletto. This whole green ring mm-hmm. is being run overseas. He stumbled upon it when he um, was on vacation, which and he and like, have a fun jive about. Yeah, Witt's like, wow, that's never, you know, I don't know what kind of vacations you go on. I don't get into espionage, and I'm like, what about all of the Blackguard stuff in Chicago or, like, any of the other times where that's happened? I know. I was like, Chicago, the Middle East. Yeah. Like, I feel the like... The Labyrinth you... happened. I mean, that I mean that happens later, but right. that's another situation. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that is a very, very cold take from Wit. <laughs> and, and Jason's like, oh, yeah, I guess we must have a different travel agent, which I was really hoping he'd double down and be like... Ha ha, yeah, we do just kind of find ourselves in these wacky situations. But no, 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 they're not that self-aware. No. Um, the, uh, yeah, so the, these these people overseas are financial terrorists. Is that a thing that exists uh, in real life? I don't know. I, it's not, okay, it's not the worst concept. It's just like, of course, the secret goal of these counterfeiters is to, like, bring down America. America. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the crux of the episode. They're coming after America, and nobody knows why except for, like, eight people. The stakes had to be high. Mm-hmm. Like, I... there You see that argument lobbied against Marvel movies all mm-hmm. the time, where it's like, why does every movie have to be the world-ending like, that's mm-hmm. just so obnoxious. Yeah. Which is, like, one of the benefits, in my opinion, of the first Spider-Man movie, like, the first MCU Spider-Man movie, of just, mm-hmm. like, hey, what if it was just, like, a dude with wings? Ha-ha! Wait, wait, a dude with wings? Vulture. Oh, 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 okay. Michael um, Keaton. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I was trying to remember that movie. I was tracking with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Ah, I mean, like, all the Spider-Mans kind of have this as a thing, but specifically in, like, the MCU context. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, well, it's, it's great it's to have... your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. For know. sure. Although, Far From Home then does kind of just become... The, yeah. The, the world's gonna end kind mm-hmm. of one. Again. Well, it goes full yeah like marvel cinematic universe every other right. movie has a big problem in it, yeah so. yeah and that that's what i'm saying is like mm-hmm. adventures and odyssey doesn't need to do that no the problem could just be like you know counterfeiting is bad it didn't have to be like they're these counterfeiters are really puppets being like and they're the people pulling the string are financial terrorists from overseas who want to see America wrecked. Yeah. And isn't that horrible because we all love America and capitalism. We wouldn't want to see that crumble. We'll just add that as we're the, focused uh, on the family. We, we only focus on the family and never capitalism. Certainly never. Not once do we focus on that. Yeah. The guy, the guy, the AIO club, <laughs> <laughs> the guy the guy running everything is called uh Grote. Yep. Mr. Uh, Grote. Not uh, keeping in the the like thing where like I they're always misters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mr. Like, Dent. 
Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, Blackard's a doctor, mm-hmm. but it's just like nobody, like, get none of these bad guys get first name, last named. No, no, no. Just, I mean, yeah. like, we occasionally do know their first name, last name. Like Philip Glossman. Right. But the, the grossest name to say out loud. Mm-hmm. Also, correction Philip that uh, someone was delight- delightful enough to email us about. Uh, we did accidentally say that Philip Glossom was voiced by Phil Lawler earlier in this saga, it's Paul McCusker. Ah. We know that. We're just dumb sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We mix them up. Unfortunately, we do be human, though. Mm. Um, For now. Don't tell them that, Andrew. Whoops. I'm just waiting for this chip to take over. Yeah. I don't have to be human anymore. I know. find a new way to be human. I'm going to upload myself to the cloud. (laughs) Like that one no episode of Black way. Mirror. Everyone just lives thing? in a server rack. So, yeah, honestly, wait, I have one, one thing I wanted to say. Uh, that's not allowed. I know, I'm, I'm sorry. This is your podcast. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like I just invited yeah, myself Yeah, it's not over. the Andrew Asabo podcast. Exactly. I mean, I have my own. I really should just keep my opinions to myself. Um, but no, I, I totally agree with you in the... I would have been just as satisfied with the plot if it had ended with the stiletto being the most important person involved and like something happening where he gets jeopardized and all of that but it doesn't need to be you know financial terrorist from a foreign power that's like right super distant and not really very authentic to the story puppeteering everything yeah they did kind of write themselves into a corner where, like, they want the reveal of, like, the stiletto is Jason, but then, like, there needs to be someone above him for there to be any stakes, mm-hmm. and there needs to be a big enough reason that, like, retired, you know, FBI agent Jason would come back. I think he's technically NSA, but regardless. Same thing. Yeah. He's a secret agent. They just don't get to talk about the stuff that they do. Whereas Monty's Secret Service... Mm. And Mitch is FBI. And I'm a counselor, so I don't get to talk about that either. Well, I'm not a counselor yet, but, you know, different rules about Someday. not being able to talk about the work you get to do. <laughs> yeah. And you were going to be a nurse, which has similar issues. Yes. I'm an IT person. I can say everything to everybody. All the time. No privacy here. I know it all. <laughs> I can look through your computer at your soul. Or at least at your browser history, so... Just be aware of that. I said soul, Andrew. It's the same thing. Yeah, kind of. Use incognito mode, people. Yeah. Learned that lesson at a young age. (laughs) Such a story for another time. Wadfam Jackpot after dark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah. Anyway. uh, So Jason then kind of lays some other stuff on the table, which is... The auction is going to be this front to transport all the money, mm-hmm. um, which we kind of already knew. Yeah. And that Tanner just joined in late in the game to try and get some money. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't know. He, through this, he, he we kind of reveal that he has no idea who Skint is, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like he knows Dirk and he knows Archie, but like Skint kind of works under Archie. And so there's not really reason for him to be aware um but he's also he's such a go? central player. yeah yeah he's so important and seems to be well connected and at least for the audience is kind of the surrogate to what is right to the happening. he he is our lens into the villainy i mean yeah. him and buck yeah but 
so it's interesting that yeah, Jason has no real conception of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Wit says his iconic line, "Aren't you in danger of getting lost in this labyrinth of lies?" lies? Yeah, which I thought I, I I kept thinking of throughout this as we're mm-hmm. li- like as we're listening to these promos and like the iconic lines are coming up and whatnot. But I kept going like that must be like a line for the, the labyrinth. labyrinth. It's nope. not. It's for this. Yep. So. Yeah, I, I thought the exact same thing. You you really would think. And and maybe that was just some next level setting up for future. Well, I imagine things. those episodes are named that because of this line. I hope so. I really hope so. But yeah, that 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 just echoed throughout those mm. promos on. Yeah. On the page. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then and then Jason kind of comes back of like, you know, if I don't do this, who's going to? And it's like, that's a good conversation for another time. And I'm like, I agree. Mm-hmm. Jason Whitaker and his hero complex is a is like a thing I'd love to get into. However, I have a weird feeling that Wit's not going to be a good person to uh, confront him about that. Certainly as he not has now. <laughs> a similar problem. Yes, very, very much so. We need some Tom Riley action here. Mm, we need yeah. we need a good Bernard. You know, hard reset. Yeah, Give I you mean, some reality check. Look, I know we've said it before, but like Lily Graham could be that. She does some really great grounding of wit later in this episode, and I'm really mm-hmm. feeling it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I ship it so hard. That's what I should put. There's a lot of, uh, on the Adventures and Odyssey side of Instagram, there's a lot of people talking about, you know, ships and, and, and unpopular relationship opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think the, the Tanneker, is that going to be the ship name? It's not Tanneker. Oh, no, though. no, no, it would be Graham. Grammaker. Grammaker. <laughs> Grammaker or uh Wittilly. <laughs> I don't know. Her first name's Lily. Yeah. I was trying to see if I could work that in there, but the, the, yeah. There there's there's potential. Lit wham. <laughs> Lit wham. <laughs> It's pretty good. I it's feel like not yeah, a great one. I feel like my only like my only like like you know, I don't want to say non-canon, but like my only subtextual ships mm-hmm. are Wit and Lily Graham mm-hmm. and, and Blackard and Shakespeare. Oh, like those are the only two. What about Cal and Alex? No, dude, they're cousins. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that, yeah, that, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> we combined their names for completely different reasons. Yep, 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 yep. And it makes sense that I would forget that. All right. We, we then kind of like, we go out on this scene on him just being like, how do we pray? Because Jason's like, look, we're going to need a lot of prayer. And with like, mm-hmm. how do we pray that a deception will work? Yeah. And Jason's like, we have to pray that like, in the end, truth overcomes. Mm-hmm. Which, Which is... is- Good. Not bad. Yeah. I think it's like decent nuance. I, yeah. Yeah. I like I like the little back and forth between them where they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe this isn't like great work for us to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I like, I, I don't know. I, I just appreciate their relationship dynamic in that, I mean, Jason seems a lot closer to a peer that Wit has. Mm-hmm uh then then we get uh, with the exception of lily graham uh, as previously mentioned but yes it is it is a f- like 
they they have like a nice little like where yeah wit's concerned about monty and jason's like well yeah he's my nephew as well yeah mm -hmm. um but like that it's not like yeah it doesn't feel like this it feels like wit can serve in more of a mentor role Mm -hmm. and they're somewhat on the same level than like i am your father and listen to me which is like a good call for an adult children child but like yeah also you never know yeah it could with wit depending on which wit shows up right um so yeah then we get to the crux of the episode <laughs> well certainly something uh penny and connie at the meeting at the cult meeting, not cult, weird thing. Um, they're not doing anything before the meeting. They're just sitting there meditating. Connie's like, that's weird. I don't understand this, which is kind of annoying. But I also understand that, like, there's the the relationship between meditation and religion is very strong and storied and deeply intertwined. But the relationship between, like, specifically you know, evangelical culture and conservatism and meditation, um, in it, it, it can get vilified because of it has kind of Eastern roots and you get the idea of like meditation on things other than God and things like that. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be that that's the angle that Penny or Trask is taking here. Cause Penny talks about, um, meditating on a crack in the windowsill and seeing that as like a metaphor of kind of missing the forest through the trees um, and, you know, understanding that, you know, we spend a lot of time looking at the imperfections in life, but, like, yeah, it can make us miss the, the, the wonderful things that are also happening. And, and Connie, Connie says that that's profound. Yeah. And, okay. And then is, Trask shows up. But I, I want to get into something that I think is interesting here. So, what I'm not sure of mm-hmm. is... So focus is being like or like the show is clearly condemning some portions of this mm-hmm. and less clearly condemning the portions that I think are less condemnable. Yeah. And what I can't tell is if they are giving those a pass mm-hmm. and saying like, yeah, that's fine or and I think because it's a kid's show and that's who's primarily going to be listening to, I, I, I'm i afraid there's, like, some guilt by association mm-hmm. where, like, it feels a bit like they have an axe to grind mm-hmm. against a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. but can only, like, solidly grind it against specific things. Mm-hmm. But if they just, like, lump those specific things and call out those things specifically while portraying all of this other stuff alongside it, then you can paint the picture that all of this stuff is bad. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. And I I want to believe that that is me overanalyzing things. But it... It, well, it's hard it's to just... tell because when you talk about religion, especially with Odyssey, there is very much an agenda, a curriculum of, of theological points that we want to make and, and everything like that. And so, at least for me, listening to it as an adult, you know, when we enter in scenes like this, I do at least overthink it or think it 
think about it a little bit more as far as like okay what are they really trying to push here like like what what is that and it right. does get gray in certain areas and how they present things and and like you said like they paint relatively good things in a bad light and they paint bad things in a good light sometimes depending oh, on the scene yeah it, it is just a thing of like i am fine to exist in the gray mm-hmm. like that works for me. Mm-hmm. However, I worry that like the the message that is construed from this episode is like meditation is bad. Mm-hmm. Even though that's never what's explicitly said, mm-hmm. the uh, essentially like as, as we go through this scene, like there's they're gonna like meditate on some. Uh, you know, tarot cards that Salvador Dali created because, mm-hmm. you know, Trask is like, those are going to, like, you know, g- essentially God created everything. We're not everything. We're not using these. That would be wrong. But mm-hmm. we are, you know, experiencing him through them. And I'm like, all right, Trask. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're weird and slimy and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like... But what I'm worried is communicated through this is like I'm worried there's a little bit of baby with the bathwater yeah, happening exactly. here. The guilt by association, mm-hmm. the thing of like, oh yes, this person who is promoting meditation, which is good not, and in the Bible. <laughs> right. Not a bad thing. Keep this is word then, of the law always on your lips, meditating on it day and night. I had to memorize it for Bible college. Like it's important. Right. You're right. supposed to spend time intentionally thinking about the things of god like that and that's what meditation is i mean it's just intentional thinking right and so you have this problem where it's like if the only person promoting an idea is a person who the show is condemning Mm -hmm. then that idea is being condemned even if they aren't explicitly saying that. Yeah. And it feels like a little bit of a game where it's mm-hmm. like, well, if we said that, you know, meditation was bad, that would be like, that would cause concern and be, you know, unbiblical. Mm-hmm. But if we have a bad character encourage people to meditate, we get across that same message without like them being able to point fingers at us. Yeah, yeah. Being kind of passive aggressive almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I don't well, know. And you get that in the in like the music that plays behind his prayer at the end of the scene, which is where it goes out on. And I understand that it's kind of a vague prayer and he he emphasizes that like God is above us and beyond us which I I I understand how you can learn lose some of the you know the the personal relationship with God in that um and it makes yeah, sense. Well, and but the, it's also not a terrible prayer. <laughs> it's not it's not a terrible prayer. There are right there are like subtle things and like this is the problem is it's like i want to compliment the show for not just broad strokes bad guying this Mm -hmm. at the same time it's their alternative is being passive aggressive it's it's a kids program and i don't know that it's clear yeah so it's it's a really tough thing to discuss I, i yeah yeah and there's just Right, that part of his prayer that was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, is he says like, you know, you know, God, I invite you to join us here in this mm-hmm. meeting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. 
is a kid going to pick up the nuance of like, oh, it's weird that he's like inviting God, like the, the like, like, are they trying to be like, oh, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be like giving God permission to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think is the point that that line, I think that's how that line is supposed to be bad. Mm-hmm. But like, so unclear. Yeah, it's incredibly unclear. Well, and also it's something that like, you hear it in worship songs all the time where a prayer or a song begins with an invitation for God's presence and, and what, you know, what does that look like? And I don't think that focus is necessarily knocking those things in intentionally at least um but it 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 definitely it definitely comes across as connie is thinking about god and trask is thinking about god but they're thinking about two different gods and and maybe that isn't in you know maybe that isn't completely incorrect uh but Again, it's it, it's complex and it's for children and like to to have that amount of nuance as far as I just feel like they could have made it clearer. They could have right. made it a little bit more broad strokes bad yeah. or a little bit more like compelling as to or be clearer about what parts you're condemning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, and it's tough because like I don't think it's poorly written no and i think it's i like getting to see connie process through this stuff Mm -hmm. and be like you know this is the stuff that like i like this is the stuff that raised a red flag for me and this is the stuff that like you know i might be more positive about and whatever and like i like that that she can be that filter a bit mm-hmm. and kind of show some autonomy uh, yeah. in that. Yeah. And yeah, she, they but, have a good kind of conversation afterwards Yeah, with, between Penny and Connie about how she feels about the interaction. Well, I mean, she just rants yeah. and Penny asks for French fries and yeah. then says, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is just right. And, and yeah, she does have an outburst where she calls it sa- satanic in, in class. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and I yeah. It, but it's not even necessarily an outburst. She seems deeply uncomfortable. Like, right. like isn't that like kind of wrong? Right. Mm-hmm. And which I, is not a bad no bad take. No to to, to question it. I mean, yeah. Tarot cards spook me. That's for sure. Like it is. No, I think I think it's a good take, and I like that. I like that we're getting this like flip side kind of the bad mentor for Connie mm-hmm. and that she sees through it to mm-hmm. some extent, but also isn't like, I like that she's a little bit in the gray here mm-hmm. that it's not a clear because like, I think that that's, yeah, it's the thing that is both at once the most compelling way to do it. And also gives me some trepidation and concern about how they're doing it mm-hmm. is it's like, I, I don't want, like the I don't want it to be like like I like that she has to be discerning mm-hmm. and maybe the as we continue through the arc the carrot like Connie and her conversations with Penny and Wit and Trask and all that will bring clarity 
to this situation Mm -hmm. and I won't feel so weird about it. But in this episode, it just struck me as like, are they trying to like, are they intentionally saying stuff with subtext or is it just coming off that way? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and because historically Odyssey does do a bit of, you know, painting with a broad brush bad, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and, you know, doesn't have as much attention to, to nuance. But I, right. yeah, I, I, I agree with how thoroughly balanced your opinion is on this. It is really nice. <laughs> and it, it, it makes it hard to move on because I feel like there's got to be another point to make for the other side. But this is what I'm just hoping is that as we go through these other episodes, mm-hmm. more clarity will come to what it is they are trying to accomplish here. Yeah. And they will be more clear about whether or not they are wholeheartedly condemning or whether or not they're going like, okay, there's actually some stuff that's okay here. I, mm-hmm. it, Yeah, it'll be interesting as we proceed to, to kind of track this whole thing. I just wanted to really draw attention to it here because I did feel so mixed on it. Yeah. It's rare that I feel this conflicted in a take. Yeah, actually, it is very rare. Very, very rare. It feels like uh, like you flipped a coin and it landed on its side, kind right. of. Right. Yeah. Um, not, not a bad, not a bad visualization. Um. So <laughs> the next scene is uh, Wit on the phone with Doctor Graham. Argu- is- this might be my favorite like exchange in the episode. Look, I yeah. really, really like this episode. Yes, me too. I think that not only is so there happens. a ton of plot movement and good stuff, but there's also, like we just talked about, in a couple different instances, there's good stuff to dig into. It's mm-hmm. like my platonic ideal of an Od- episode of Odyssey that we cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff and so, yeah. It's just, I don't have the words. I just... The- and happy yeah and so this is like a great scene between where wit calls up dr graham who's got maury at the hospital maury <laughs> who's got did she put him in the hospital <laughs> herself uh yeah somebody's got him hope so so Hopefully it's emily <laughs> i know that's some eye for an eye bad take stuff there but if if Emily's the one that gives Maury's just desserts, I'm not gonna complain. Mm-hmm. However, if she ends up dating him, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to stop recording this podcast and jump off a bridge. <laughs> that is the direct course of action. It's and I don't live option. that close to a bridge. No. We'll drive to the bridge together. Yes, yes, exactly. It'll be nice. You'll... We can listen to our favorite episode. We'll listen to the Mortal Coil. No, no, no. We clearly have to listen to Pokenberry Christmas. Oh, duh. If you're going to throw yourself off a bridge, I'm going to throw myself. Or you're going to, like, I'm going to, you're going to be trying to jump off the bridge. And then I'm going to, like, stumble and fall. And, ah. then, and then you can fall yes, after yes, yes, me yes. and then lose your hearing or whatever. Um. Oh. No, see, I was just, you know, preoccupied with death but that's kind of on brand for me. Yeah. Um, so back to the scene that we love so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the, yeah, the whole thing is like wit calls the hospital to talk to Monty and Lily Graham is just like, no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. She's like, you 
Like, he needs rest. There is nothing he can do. You guys are too busy playing cops and robbers. Like, this person is in trouble. He is not doing well. It's not like the movies where you can just get bonked on the head and be fine. Yeah. Which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Wit's like, okay, well, I'm coming over there. She's like, no, you're not. You're not going to do any good. You're just going to make him agitated. Like, you get to stay. You, like, do what's best for Monty and stay out of this. Mm-hmm. And Wit's like... Well, yeah, but you don't know what's going on. She's like, it does not matter what is going on. He needs to be well. Yeah. You need to be cool with that. All I care about is the health of your grandson, and I would hope that you would too. Yeah. Is what she says. And Wit's just like, gulp. I know. And we've been sat down. We've been talking about, like, Wit needing people to hold him accountable. Boom. Here we go. Lily Graham. Lily Graham. Just showing up and giving us the most. I am so, so here for it. It's it's just, it's great. And both, like, in her holding him accountable, we get an instance of a fallible wit, mm-hmm. which I think is, we've been talking about a lot as being really important. Mm-hmm. So, just, and less and less common in this era of Odyssey. Yeah. Just happy about this, uh, this scene overall. Yeah, it's, well, and it's great because this, you know, this... Uh, I don't know. The, the the plot structure is really fun because it's Wit on the phone with Doctor Graham right after he after Jason leaves because he says that Pole House is gonna come, um, and then Pole House shows up, and so you know we kind of get the, the the really fun sound engineering of the police showing up on the scene and kind of guns a blazing and Wit's like, well, there's nothing in there, you know, you don't need to go inside. There's nothing really going on. Everybody left, and Pole House is like, well, I'll make them check again. They need the practice. <laughs> Um, and here, uh, Pole House and Wit kind of catch each other up. Um, it's established that, like, Tanner was obviously in on it. Visiting the pilot wasn't necessarily a ruse. She was there, um, but that's not the entire story. Uh, it's also established that Buck's fingerprint was the missing fingerprint on the dollar bills that mm-hmm. was mentioned in, like, what, episode five or something like that? It's been... Uh, maybe even earlier. Yeah, maybe I mean, it was, like, four maybe episode two or three yeah the partial print on the bill uh is bucks yeah which confirms even more suspicions and right well and we have the dna test Mm -hmm. which was um yeah so i mean yeah yeah so this is like hours later Mm -hmm. and so i was like okay like how does this actually work and it's like okay so there is actually like the FBI does do rapid does use rapid DNA, which can return a test in like two hours rather than multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. However, it does require a full cheek swab, which they didn't get. Well, but depending on where the toothpick was, I think you could get a solid amount of skin cells in there. Okay, you, get a, you could get a good amount. I mean, I've used. I used some of that stuff in like microbiology, and they used a lot of toothpicks for for scraping up samples. I, it could could happen, it's maybe not entirely, but it's it's not great. It doesn't maybe. look great. Also, for what it's worth, uh, ra- rapid DNA was only uh, authorized in 2017. Oh, so this is just false. So I think this is just fiction. Cool, 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 cool. Which okay, I I'm mean, glad that we established that. Yeah, then. you know, I so I, I do. <laughs> Nope. Terrorism is just fiction. Terrorism actually isn't real. It, it's never happened, not once. 
the only thing to be afraid of is fear itself wow you're you're not a you're not like a well i guess they're all never mind moving on yep that's a bad take bad joke we're just terrorism is very real (laughs) it hurts a lot of people (laughs) yeah but not as much as our retaliation does that true that all i mean some might say that it is also terrorism (laughs) Uh huh. Just depends on what side of history you're on, huh? <laughs> Come now, you masters of war, who build the big guns. We'll have plenty of uh, time to talk about that in the next scene, but uh, yeah, basically, we're just painting this whole picture that that you know Buck is involved, and so Polehouse kind of tasks Wit to go go track him down. Mm-hmm. I will say, so Wit ends the scene with Jason going like, what am I supposed to tell Polehouse? Mm-hmm. And lucky for him, Polehouse just like asks the perfect questions to where Wit doesn't have to tell him anything. Mm-hmm. Where Wit explains that like Monty's at the hospital mm-hmm. and Polehouse doesn't ask, wait, did you take him there and then come back here? Yeah. Which hospital? why is he under a fake name like why weren't we alerted of that by the hospital there's just like there's a lot of like pertinent follow-up questions yeah (laughs) follow-up questions that like you know would be good and then helpful for a police investigation and then wait like polehouse asks wit what tanner's motivations were and she and then he wit has an answer yeah and it's like where did wit get the answer where he's like, yeah, she was like bringing, you know, you know, trying to like buy her way in with, with Monty, mm-hmm. and it's like, but how would you know that? Did you, are you, were you talking to Monty? Mm-hmm. Like she ran away and left him there, which Polhouse seems concerned with at first, and then just kind of ignores. It's it's all un. Yeah, it, it's just geek. like, well, it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, we just kind of yada yada past this because yeah, yeah, like yeah. it would bring the story to a halt if we were to try and need, if we were going to need to explain this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, know. of course. Polehouse does tell Wit that Tanner went to see the pilot. Yeah. And yeah. that the pilot was able to corroborate Monty's story. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is when Polehouse says that he's going to visit the Ross compound, which is the like old big, Ross complex. It's a real big is deal. Is it a complex or a compound? I think both words might be used in, in this scene. It is compound. I wrote down yeah. complex cause I'm dim. I have compound written. Okay. In Andrew's notes. smarter guys. But yeah, for, for once I actually wrote down the right thing in Dylan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I spelled it correctly too. Wow. Great job. Nice. Um, yeah, so this is, there was a uh, militia owner, or... Militia oh, owner. Yes, well, I mean, kind of. So there's this guy who's like... A doomsday prepper? Old Ross, who's yeah. a doomsday prepper, militia type, had this compound that he, like, armed to the teeth, mm-hmm. conspiracy theorist nut. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, so, like, a lot of, like, focus is demographic. <laughs> yeah. Weird how uh, 10 years changes things. Interesting. Um, but, hmm. but yeah, he was arrested. No, we're the ones bunkering down and wearing masks. <laughs> we're the conspiracy believers. Yeah. Don't you know? Yeah. Yeah. We believe the conspiracy that the, <laughs> we, that we the government the is feeding us because <laughs> we're sheep. 
Um, but that's why I'm the, going to the cloud. <laughs> this this Ross man was uh was arrested for making whiskey. Boot, yeah, bootleg whiskey, and is still in jail. Yep. Well, they also found a ton of like presumably unregistered weapons. Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's the old Ross compound, which implies that like it's been there for, for a, a while. while. Yeah. But I no. don't know what the penalty and odyssey jail. for. We also for... just I I it's by Trickle Lake. I'm I'm disappointed that we haven't heard about this before, mm-hmm. and I really hope that we hear about it a lot in the future. I hope that this just becomes like the second wit's end. <laughs> the Ross compound. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. I mean, it's where the bones of Raph hide out. You know, they get their hands on some like forty-year-old mines accidentally blow up a shopping cart i don't know it's just uh some it's, some odyssey shenanigans it's a choice for sure it it really really is and then uh, and, and then, it's convenient mm-hmm. and pole house then gets a well it's it's convenient that wit knows like all this stuff yeah yeah oh you mean the old oh, ross, ross compound Tom. that i know exactly of about and you know yeah. why he's in jail and what was there and and uh yeah also, loving the direct uh, reference to alcohol. Mm-hmm. It happens every once in a while, though not 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 the very often. Well, and this time they were sure to, you know, directly tag the consequences with it, so he is but, in jail. I mean, they always are. The only other time I can think about it is the aforementioned Pokenberry Falls, except RFD, um, in which they are also immediately condemned for alcohol. Mm-hmm. I want to poke holes in it with maybe some, like, Imagination Station adventures, but I don't think that counts. (laughs) Let's talk about the Imagination Station adventure where Noah gets drunk. (laughs) They did that one, right? Isaac Morton is traumatized after he sees Noah lay with his sister. Or no, his daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. His sister perished in the flood if he had one. I mean, knowing ancient times, she probably died as, like, a three-week-old baby, so. Oof. Um. <laughs> love it. Uh, so, so yeah, then then Martin calls Pole House and is like, a big truck just pulled up. And Pole House is like, all right, I'm on my way. And that's where the scene ends. Yep. And we cut to Katrina and Jay. Another reason why I love this episode so much. Jay's covering the counter eating ice cream. Yep. Then Wit Wit calls, um, finds out that uh is like, wait, you're telling me that Dirk's phone was there all along? Yeah. Katrina puts puts Jay on speaker to like explain the situation. You know, mid spoonfuls of ice cream. The sound engineering is great. It's hilarious. It's um, really fun. And it you know, Jay puts on a great performance with kind of the whole nonchalant, like I'm preoccupied but I'm saying something really important bit. Um yeah, and then Wit realizes that the phone that's in his basement is Dirk's phone, and he tells Katrina and uh, Jay to not let Buck leave. And that's when we cut to Matthew and Eugene and Buck downstairs. Yep, yep. and this is where the whole, like, yeah, they they reveal that the password is stiletto. Because of course it is. It's so obnoxious, I hate that. Um, At least Sherlock was funny. <laughs> Amen. I'm dead. That was the password on my phone for a long time. <laughs> okay. 
tech nerd thing. That one always bugged me, though, just for the pure reason that it's like... It's four digits that's four digits that are letters, letters and you type them in and they don't turn to dots yep yeah also the lock screen of the phone just said i, I am locked. locked yeah yeah but at the same time it was cute and i liked it and well and and phones were different back then you know os looked different i can i can suspend some disbelief for a good joke yes um for a delightful tech pun which, you know, the stiletto is not. No. Um, and so then Buck and Matthew, like, get into an all-out brawl over mm-hmm. the phone. Katrina comes downstairs and just, like... Uses her dog voice. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. My, when when my mom gets really upset, sometimes she breaks out her dog voice. And that's, like, when she's talking to the dogs. And her voice gets real deep and real loud. And, and you know, it, it's it's so good. She just shuts everybody up. Everything comes to a screeching halt, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, "I'm, I'm making a citizen's arrest on yep. Buck." And then Buck's like, "Well, you gotta catch me first." Throws the phone on the ground and runs away. So much for an insurance policy spike. Yep. Which, if he already had the phone in his hand, why wouldn't he have just left? What? Well, because that was this distraction. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They were all. They all mm-hmm. looked at the at the phone hey look at that big yellow phone book yeah and then he ran away (laughs) the old look at the yellow phone book trick it worked in pokenberry falls um yeah yeah yeah. then he gets he's running outside and jay stops him with an ice cream (laughs) scoop he's like it's loaded i know how to use it he's like and then that's an ice cream scoop and he's like yeah and then wit walks in and i think in a really great moment Buck immediately tries to, like, weasel his way out of it and just be like, hey, Wit, like, these people are going crazy here. I gotta get out of here. And Wit's just like, no. No. Yeah, he sees right through the game. Right through the manipulation. Uh, yeah, I, there, there's some lines of dialogue, like, in the previous scene where he's like, oh, you know, I thought that this was supposed to be a trusting town and whatever. And uh, is this the scene where Wit says there's a difference between... Uh, being loving and trusting and blindly stupid. Yes. Uh, I believe Eugene says that yeah, to Eugene him. Yeah, Eugene says it, Not yeah. wit, but yes. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, then, then we we jump over to Skint talking with Mr. Dosh. Of course. Phil, Phil Lawler. Yes. Um, who's like, hey, Skint, there's a cop watching. And he's like, it's Mr. Skint. And then he's like, ah, well, I'm just going to take him some coffee. Which I was like, oh, the neighborly thing to do. Yeah, which is uh, which is what uh, um, Bernard does. Oh yeah, for the secret agent mm-hmm. in Eugene Returns. Does he make coffee? where they're like where he's talking about the person who's having a stakeout? Yeah, across the street, and Bernard's just like, oh, well, you know what we do? We take him some coffee, <laughs> and, and so then it Tom works. and Connie and Bernard come over and are just like, you know, you want here, some coffee? Here you go. You can. Uh, and you can follow me later. I'll be washing some windows. windows. <laughs> yeah, that whole. Wait, isn't that Novacom? No, Novacom, it's them signing off with the security cameras. Correct. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's that's great. Love that scene. Yep. Another God, good miss, scene. Miss but yes, the, I, I just like Skin, imp- you know, doing something that other characters in Odyssey <laughs> who are the good guys have previously done. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so then we cut to Pole House getting in the car with the cop, wakes him up, turns out Martin is asleep. Yeah, I think this sound engineering is not great. Yeah. I think that it was unclear that Pole House was getting into 
um, Martin's car. Yeah. Um, but then, yes. It sounds more like Martin is getting into Polehouse's car. Very much so. And, yeah, I don't... Except for he's the dr- he's the drugged one that sounds right. disoriented and out of it. Um, yeah. He's like, yeah, I got really sleepy really fast. They yep. brought me this coffee. He's and- such an idiot. He The fact that he knew the person from the compound brought him the coffee and then said, like, I know you will get tired on a stakeout. Here's some coffee. It's like, if it had been, like, some random person walking up from the streets slightly better yeah but when you like watch the dude walk in this just is dumb mm-hmm. um but pole house is like is like well he, but he did at least know that the truck was registered to uncle archie's yeah strangely enough he he goes yeah they gave me the coffee and i got really sleepy i didn't see the truck but i did get the license number and i did look it up and it is tied to archie's carnival <laughs> yep um and then pole house rather than get a search warrant decides he's going to return the mug yes yeah, he's going to he's going to do the the neighborly thing and give him back the mug. Yeah, um, we kind of glossed over it and we talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. But um, Connie rants to Penny about the whole about the class. Oh, yes, um, yes and yes. her big thing, which I think is a good thing to underline in all this, is she's just like, look, like I'm not saying any of this stuff is bad, but like we should be grounded in scripture and not just like, yeah. Hey, let's think up, let's think some thoughts and then like say that they're God. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That line is amazing. And I wish I had it written down, but where Mm -hmm. she's like, she's like, you know, without that grounding, it's easy to look at things and think that that's God. Yeah, exactly. And like, I'm, I'm, I like that where it's like, yeah, good to see God in all things. Mm -hmm. But also if you start like, discerning truths from those things that you're looking like check it against scripture check it against good counsel yeah like don't just like build your own version of christianity off of the thoughts in your head yeah it's a bad bad idea uh some theologians have done it and gotten very popular yep uh not gonna name any names but you know No, I'm fine. We're moving. You on. already know. <laughs> uh, you have to ask. You know. You know. Um. So. <laughs> so yeah, and then and then the and then we have a scene where Buck is. Oh, sorry. So that ends then with Penny saying that they should discuss this on their hike tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Which looking forward to that conversation. Yeah. Um. And the next episode. Yeah. Then uh, uh, Buck's calling Skint from Wit's office because I guess mm-hmm. he was left alone and had access to a phone. Yeah, that's not really explained. Nope, <laughs> not at all. Um, but the important part of this scene is that Skint just flat out abandons him. It's like, look, boy, you're it's just on like, your own. Yeah. It's, they're using you to get to me, mm-hmm. and I can't be got. Yep, and I can't be got. I'm just, like, I gotta say bye. Yep. Yeah. And then... Why you gotta throw Detroit around like that? Rest in peace. Yeah. Andrew is wearing a Detroit Tigers shirt as we record. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 a bit sad. But you know, I mean it doesn't have the best reputation as a metropolitan area, so I understand. Yeah. Uh and then our final scene of the episode. Yeah. It's uh Stiletto and Archie. Dun, dun, dun. They meet at last. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are g- 
Jason's kind of doing a bad job of being the stiletto, I feel yes, like. Very He's like, so. oh, let's confirm the plan, make sure we know it. And then Archie's like, well, the plan has kind of changed. Right. And it, 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 the fact that Jason is out of the loop, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't understand why he thinks that this would get him in the loop. Asking to be in like, the loop. It's weird that I'm he the is... stiletto. Of course, I'm in the loop. Except right. For when I'm right, not right. in the loop, so put me in the loop. Right. Right. And so many so, loops. Yeah. And basically, the situation is like the auction's going to be rigged, but they're no longer transporting the stuff in the trucks. That plan changed, and then still yeah. it's the and then Archie's just like, wait, why don't you know any of this stuff? And he's like, oh, I wasn't clued in. Mm-hmm. And Groat's like, oh. Or and and, and Archie's, Archie's like, like, oh well, then Mister Grote must have had his reasons. You mm-hmm. know, he's gonna be an Odyssey. You should just talk to him yourself. And Jason's like, oh, he's gonna be an Odyssey. And he's like, you really don't know what's going on. Yeah, um, which is crazy because Grote was only introduced what this episode. Yes, and uh, now he's coming to Odyssey tomorrow. Yep, and seems like yeah. a terrible idea. And to Jason be that close went to a major from operation. being like the person who was like on top and in the know to being fully in the dark just because like well we need him to be able to like overcome something yes, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah exactly um and so then um archie gets a mysterious phone call yes and he says so he either says brother or rather it sounds like brother right it might be rather it might be brother. I was like, oh, are they doing a thing where, like, we're saying brother so that you think that it's, you know, Wally? But, mm. of course, it's not because they established they have so many siblings. Yeah. Um, or is he just saying rather in a weird accent? But regardless, they're going to remove the stiletto. Yeah. We should be removed from their plan or altogether. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Any uh, Any final thoughts, Andrew? I mean, nothing other than I really liked this episode. There was so much that happened. It flowed really well. It jumped from scene to scene. And with the exception of, you know, Martin in the car, like, I felt like it made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're holding space for difficult conversations. And we've got some good character moments. I'm excited to see where it's going. And I'm pleasantly surprised with how much I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's really good. I want to I wanna call attention to something I forgot to mention earlier, but, like, Townsend Coleman is doing an amazing job as Jason in this episode. Mm-hmm. There's a thing when he's talking with Wit where he keeps dropping into, like, a bit of the stiletto gravel, mm-hmm. which is just this great feel of, like, he's been doing this character for so long, like, Jason has been, not Townsend yeah, Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's been doing this character of like being the stiletto that like he can't fully drop out of it. Yeah, the, where like some... he's still like some things he stays still come through kind of stiletto-y. Yeah, and I think that that is an incredible touch. That is really well done. You are a hundred percent right. That little like inflection that mm-hmm. stays around. Yeah, yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Um, and yeah, that's that's, that's all I gotta say. Um. Yeah, I'm really into this one. Excited to see where we go next. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, if you're cool with it, we'll be back in a week. 
I, I plan on being back in a week. All right. So we will be back next week talking about episode 688, The Green Ring Conspiracy, part 10. We're finally making it to the final day, folks. Double digits. Woo-woo. Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. The Green Ring Conspiracy Part 9 was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Asabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Chalkpod. Pod.